everyone. I'm Margie Alanis, and this is Farm Her Talks, thoughtful conversations to connect and inspire the farm her in all of us. This episode is sponsored by Corteva. So a little bit of background on Margie. Uh, you've heard me say before that I am not a farm her, uh, but I did grow up in the country. My grandparents were farmers, so my mom grew up on a farm. Uh, there were cows where I grew up, but they weren't ours, right? So um, uh, some sort of a connection to it, but I was definitely not in it on the day to day. But I do have an experience from when I was, I think, going into my freshman year in high school that really, really stuck with me. And that was my time spent as a pollinator for um, Pioneer Seeds at the time, which, as you know, is part of of the Corteva world. And uh, so my friend, Steph, uh, we lived, I always say, a country block from each other. Um, She had worked for Pioneer in other summers and she was like, hey, I got this great gig. We'll go. You spend about two to three weeks and we're going to pollinate the corn. And I was like, okay, sign me up. We're going to make some money. This is going to be exciting. And uh, that's what we did. Her mom would drop us off like when the sun was coming up and we'd work Uh, you know, just all day out in the fields. And we would put these little bags over the chutes and we'd move the pollen from the top down. And it was, uh, uh, I would say a humbling job. We, we worked, it was hot. It was wet. It was, um, you learned a lot about pushing yourself and I will never forget it. It was so exciting uh, too, uh, from a like a um, an entrepreneurial and, and a business standpoint, because it was the first time I can remember having money, and we worked for like two weeks straight, and uh, you know we had what felt like a really big paycheck at the end, and it's something that I will push my kids to go do when they're at an age where they can do it, because I think it is uh, great to see a little bit of agriculture. It's great to push yourself at a job that is definitely not easy. Uh, you're out in the elements, you know, and, and so that was my time. And that's my connection uh, that always sticks out when I think about uh, the Pioneer brand. And um, so we have enjoyed a, a great relationship working with Corteva through the years, whether it's at our grow events that we uh, formerly have had or other things such as this. So uh, we're proud to be able to um, partner with them. And that's my little pollinating at Pioneer story. So next up, we're going to be talking to Megan Lewis, who uh, is just a powerhouse of a farm her. And she has a unique role at Corteva, but she also has about a million other things going on. So you're going to want to stay tuned for this conversation with Megan. We are talking with Megan Lewis. So Megan, welcome to Farm Her Talks. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here today, Margie. Thanks for the invitation. Of course, of course. Well, uh, we have crossed paths many times in the past, and I'm so glad to have you on uh, our show today. So let's start with a little bit about you. Um, Did you grow up on a farm? What's your background in agriculture? Tell us a, a little bit about where you're from and how you grew up. Yeah, that's a great question. And it's a fun story. So I'm happy that you hit that one right away. I actually grew up in a small town in Hankinson, North Dakota, and I did not grow up on a farm. I grew up in town, but my parents were educators. My dad was a science educator, and my mom is a music educator, and they taught the local school. We lived a block from our high school, and so I had the passion and the excitement with education, and then my parents took it to the next level. So specifically for agriculture, I may have not grown up on a farm, 
but my entire career was spent, uh, spent in the science lab and also in the fields of farmers on science projects. Mm-hmm. So my dad, um, right away in the beginning with my brother and I, he started us out on sugar beet research and corn research and soybean and natural insecticides <laughs> and natural that. fungicides. And we started that at age you know, five and just really um, kept that passion going all the way throughout schooling at different competitions and just trying to bring value back to the farmers. And it's always been a mission of mine because I saw the impact of our tiny project on the local community. And I've always wanted to have a larger impact beyond that. And so science has always been ingrained in our paths. And like I said, my mom was a music teacher. So Uh a funny story about my history is that I actually triple majored in my undergrad because I wanted the agriculture, the crop science piece, but I also didn't want to lose opera performance and piano and music. Yeah. And I just had to make the tough decision later on that, you know, I'm going to go forward with my path with agriculture because it has been ingrained and it's something I'm truly passionate about. And I kept music as a hobby. Yeah. And by doing that now, I get the best of both worlds. So it's just a quick recap and a fun version of who Megan Lewis is. Yeah, I I love that, Megan. I mean, we all have all these different sides to us, right? And it doesn't matter where we grow up or how we grow up. Well, how we grow up sometimes and and who influences us, of course, is uh, definitely front and center. But um, funny story, my first memory of you, I I met you before this, but my first memory of you, (laughs) we were in South Dakota at one of our grow events. And somebody comes and tells me, one of the the women who's here as a mentor from uh, Corteva is an opera singer, and she's singing for these girls out in the hallway. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. I have to go see this. So I walked out there. I think I probably have it somewhere on my uh, <laughs> videos. I got to go back and find it because I remember just being blown away. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're here as a mentor in, in like science and technology and you're out here singing opera. Like you've got it all going on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a, such a fun event. Um, most importantly, because um, a lot of the girls that visited the booth, you know, they were, I don't want to say timid or scared, but it was a lot of people. It was new. It was a lot of interactivity. And I wanted them to know that it's okay to be them. It's okay to be you. And it's okay to live in your own skin. So when they kept begging, saying, Megan, just one song, one song, I said, absolutely. And by doing that, um, it just, they livened up. They opened up and the interactivity and the engagement with all of those amazing females was just enhanced. So that tells everybody out listening today too, that just by being you, you can inspire somebody right next to you. And that was so fun. But no, I love singing. So that was cool. Yeah. And, and it makes me... I love that you have that take on it because it is so true, you know, like put yourself out there just a little bit, you know, don't worry about, about the rest of the things going on around you, put yourself out there and really cool things will happen. They really, really will. Um, so, and, and you'll like, it creates a memory, right? Like that. I remember that. And I always will. Like I, (laughs) I, I meet so many people all of the time and like that sticks out. Those things, those things make a, a real impact. So I, I absolutely love that. Absolutely. So. You have to build your brand. You know, from that event, I actually had two individuals reach out to me and they said, I want you to mentor me and I want to you know, hear about your life and your story and how can I get your confidence and how can I get your excitement and energy for agriculture and teach me the ways. So 
even by opening up, it opens up new relationships and collaborations that you wouldn't even thought of when you drove to that auditorium that day with your cup of coffee. So those events are really, really beneficial. Yeah, they are. Okay. So with that, let's take that a step further and jump into what you do as a mentor, as an ambassador, as a uh, person who engages with uh, young women, specifically in the area of STEM. You and your husband co-founded a STEM camp. Is that right? That is right. Lewis Pathfinders. Woo-hoo! Awesome. <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about it. Like what, uh, when, how, what? I mean, co- founding a yeah, camp doesn't no. sound like the easiest thing in the world when I know you have kids of your own and a career. Yeah, no, I um, I tell my employees even across the globe, I, you know, my day job is my day job, but my night job is always STEM outreach and advocating for women and diversity and inclusion. One of my mantras or statements that I always go by is if we empowered women to courageously unleash their creativity and innovation, then our communities and the world would change for the better. And that was kind of the foundation statement, you know, that I started developing, you know, probably five to 10 years ago. And I've always had a passion for STEM outreach. You know, I'm a futuristic thinker. I, you know, even hiring, I don't think about who's going to walk into the door today for a job interview. I think about the future scientists, the future business leaders, the future communicators. What are we doing to inspire and motivate that future generation to take the lead and take charge? And I want to have a hand in that. And so I'm really passionate in the STEM arena. I'm going to tell you a personal story, Margie, though, where the passion stems from. Haha, you catch that? Yeah. (laughs) Good job. uh, (laughs) We love puns. (laughs) No, that's good. So my dad was a science educator. What I didn't didn't, um, tell you in the beginning is that my dad passed away in 2013 unexpectedly from a brain aneurysm. I'm sorry. My dad was my hugest mentor, teacher, coach, father, just a true inspiration for not only me, but for many lives. He was the top science educator of the world in 2005. What? Wow. And this is how the world. Yeah. And he impacted lives of thousands of people. But most importantly, he impacted the lives of my brother and I. And he showed us just by dedicating time to kids in the community, what that road will open. And so my brother and I have always been community driven and always wanted to give back. And that's where it came from. So my dad passed away unexpectedly. It hit me hard. (laughs) It hit me hard because he was my sounding board to call up saying, Hey, I'm on this national committee for chemistry or science fair. And, you know, talk to me, dad. Am I thinking about this? Right. Let me know what you think. And after he passed, I got calls from the committees that he was on asking to step up in his place. And so I, and I wanted to serve in his honor and I wanted to to make him proud, even if it was from up above. And so I joined um, science fair boards on the national level, the chemical education foundation on the national level. And I tried living and carrying through his STEM legacy the best I could. But of course it had to have the Megan twist on it because I'm not in North Dakota. I live in Iowa right? and I'm in a very busy global industry role and I had to make tweaks to it. So my family was still number one. And as I picked up all these boards, one thing I recognized is that my time, Margie, I was traveling. I was spending 
a ton of time, which I'm really passionate about, but I didn't want to lose focus of my number one pillar, which was my family, my girls. I wanted to be a living, leading example for my kiddos. And that's when uh, my husband and I, five years ago, I looked at him. I said, you know what? If we open our own STEM camp, then our girls can travel with us and then they can start teaching STEM just like the interaction that my brother and I had growing up in a science lab. Mm-hmm. And my husband laughed like, oh, oh, okay, Megan, yeah, you have all these, you know, I, I do have a lot of great ideas. You know, I love photography. I love music. I love diving into a lot of areas. And I know I have to pick or focus a little bit. But then we started taking that a step further and I got contacted by Iowa State University um, the egg extension. And they said, you know what, this is a really cool mission statement. You're passionate about you and your husband want to bring science to kids for free. And I wanted to bring it to all backgrounds, cultures, genders. It didn't matter. I just wanted every child that I could interact with, have a free chance at getting exposure to STEM, STEM and seeing the amazing possibilities in agriculture and science. Yeah. And that's where it stemmed from. And I, and I told Iowa State, I said, yeah, let's do it. And they said, yeah, let's, let's open it up. So we started it actually in 2019 in Algona, Iowa, and we're currently working on a virtual camp yeah. this year, obviously for a reason. Yep. And we're just going to keep the legacy going to keep science and STEM alive and doing YouTube videos of STEM experiments. And I sent plenty to my children's teachers um, during March and April, just to help keep the science uh, bug alive for all of the kiddos out there. And it's something that I know it's not exactly how my dad led his legacy of, you know, spending countless hours in the science lab seven days a week with kids and doing experiments and projects. But it's my twist on living in his legacy, making him proud from up above. And I even get goosebumps talking to you about it because it just means that much to me. And it's my mission to inspire women and kids and those up and coming females worldwide that they got this. They can do it. And you know what? I asked them a question. I said, what does a scientist look like? And this was during my first camp. And they drew the stereotypical guy in science glasses, lab coat. And then I broke that stereotype. I ripped up the sheet of paper. I said, what does a scientist look like? It looks like you. And I had to help them just be comfortable in their own skin that they could have an impact in science or agriculture or whatever their passion was. So Lewis Pathfinders is helping students and individuals find their path one activity at a time. Okay, and I that may that. be maybe rocks or agriculture. We do pollinator habitat. We do a lot of different areas because you never know when one kid is going to get that aha moment and say, that's what I want to do. That's where I want to have the impact. I was lucky enough to have that growing up at age seven and eight that I knew agriculture was for me and I want to open the doors. Yeah. for our future generations so they can have the same. It's so important. And and I love that. And I think the other piece of this conversation that you hit on is is really important. And you haven't just hit on it once because I think that we are somewhat of kindred spirits. I am not a scientist, um, but I too have like, my, my husband is actually, he produces this and he's sitting over here looking at me and I'm sure he's going... <laughs> Oh my gosh, like this sounds like my life because I'm like, let's do this and let's do this. And, you know, as a mother and as a professional and as a person with a lot of drive and excitement about uh, helping your community and, and doing different things, you know, it's a balance. It's a juggle. 
And Mm -hmm. no different than, yes, you can be a scientist and an opera singer, right? And you can, you can make the time to follow your passions. You can be a professional and you can chase your dreams and you can be a, a wife and a mom. And, you know, like we don't live in a bubble in any one of these, but I will tell you that this year I had the same kind of situation because with Farm Her, I, I travel a lot, right? And it uh-huh. it kind of bubbled up. I mean, even those events like where I met you, um, you know, it, it all just builds. And then you go, okay, I have, if I'm going to make an impact with my kids, which is, which is front and center, right. most important, how do I, how do I do that? And so we've kind of made a shift to where my kids can start coming to farms with us, right. And see uh, all of cool. these cool things and, and meet these amazing people. Um, just like you said, your daughters, you know, can, can be a part of these yeah. science camps. It's so huge. And none of these things has to live in a funnel, right. It, it can, it can spread that across. Correct. You have to get creative though, right? And <laughs> how you do that. So Margie, that's inspiring. That is honestly inspiring because that's my exercise. I did the big rocks exercise. If yeah. you saw it on YouTube, look it out. And I, I sat down and for the first year in my 10 years with industry, I sat down and I said, whoa, you know what? I'm not scared to say that, yes, family is my number one rock. In the past, I would have been because you get ingrained um, in the culture that work is everything. And you don't think about your personal and your family, you know, as being part of that big rock bucket for work. And I broke the stereotype and challenged the status quo this year. And I actually just got done leading a global meeting this morning where I said, yes, it's okay. My big rock is family. And I'm telling everybody on this call, leaders above me, below me, what have you, my big rock is family. So my priorities will be based around that. Yep. But you can still show up in other places. Like, exactly. And exactly. I, I think, um, you know, you and I are probably like, I think you might be a little bit younger than me, but I think it's just a journey. Like as, as you have kids and as, as you establish your, your professional uh, side too, like of how you balance those things. And I agree. I've been with you before where you almost like tuck them away into like separate rooms. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. not the way Mm -hmm. that it has to be at all. So I, I love this conversation. This isn't a conversation that I thought we were going to have, but I love it Uh, very (laughs) much. So, um, so cheers to you. So wait real quick, what is your YouTube channel? So right now we just go through Corteva. So Corteva has a YouTube link for STEM videos and kits for um, any kids of all ages. And it's just the Corteva Grows um, Science Outreach page. And I can definitely send that to you afterwards as well. But we are working on maybe taking Lewis Pathfinders to more of a virtual YouTube video template as well, just so anybody can access it at any time. So stay tuned, right? Yeah, yeah it's it's a leap. If you, uh, we recently have launched. Well, we've had a YouTube page for years, but we really didn't uh, focus on it. We kind of just dumped, uh, you know, small videos there when we had them that were related to the TV show, uh, and we've kind of taken a whole different focus on YouTube. Um, over the past couple months and really started creating content just for YouTube. And so if you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out because it's it's been oh, a I learning I'll, experience. I'll <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, I agree. Okay. But no, what we talked about, Margie, is so critical because I see this a lot even in industry and in agriculture industry is that, you know, females, that yes, I am a global leader. Yes, I am a scientist. I have a PhD in plant breeding and molecular genetics. But you know what? I'm also, I'm also so many things. And most importantly, I'm a mom and I'm okay wearing that badge. And for so long, people had to hide that. And now 
um, I'm just trying to help companies embrace women in diversity that yes, we can be a good mom and yes, we can be an amazing leader as well. And that's something that I think we could talk for hours, Margie, but I'm really passionate about that as well. Yeah. And it it really matters that you are a voice for that because I think that that's the key to women staying on the bus when it comes to to careers and companies like Corteva or or any uh, corporation like that. You know, I, I think um, having that ability to to feel comfortable in your skin and to balance who you are in in all those different aspects and to not have to tuck it away into different rooms like it it <laughs> it's just not a way to live you know in the long term and so uh, I am so happy to hear how you've pushed that forward so good for you okay so um, we're gonna talk about next. Um, your role is Integrated Field Sciences Global Innovation Lead for Corteva AgriScience. So yeah, tell yeah. me a little bit about what, I think we've touched on this a tiny bit, but what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? What What is that role? Like if some young yeah. woman is listening and she <laughs> says, I want, this girl sounds awesome and her job sounds cool. What is it? What is it that you do every day? Yeah, no, that's definitely a great question. So like you said, I'm a global field innovations leader. And I think about my job, the most exciting thing is the flexibility and unpredictability. You know, some days I end up discussing science and drones and agriculture robots with scientists from China to Europe to Brazil. But then I get a fun brainstorming session with my local team in Des Moines. Other days, I might be out in the field testing new technology, meeting with customers, analyzing data, looking at the up-and-coming products or new external tech vendors. And then, yes, some days, the administration portion, you know, capital, budget, strategy, financial, et cetera. But long story short, my role is fast-paced. It's ever-changing, and it keeps me engaged. You could probably tell from our conversation, I am a fireball, and I love, I'm passionate, and I go, boing, 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 you know? And so this role um, just really helps keep innovation alive. So what we do as a team, like I said, we cover across Europe and Asia Pacific and Latin America and North America. We're really trying to double down and modernize agriculture technology for our field scientists. And whether that's drone technology or agriculture robots, or if it's just a new handheld mobile data collection or handheld collection system, these tools are going to make our scientists do their jobs better, safer, more efficient, and also be better connected with our customers and the farmers worldwide. And so our role is to beta test the new technology, talk with those external vendors, see which would be the right fit for Corteva, and then also explore, start validating, become scientists, put the scientist hat on and make sure that the technology makes sense. That not only for our scientists, but it's a good digital platform technology to explore. And then how are we going to deploy that? You know, a lot of our job is looking at regulations, compliance, government um, connections to make sure that we are entering the space appropriately and at the right pace. And it's exciting. Like I said, it's that unpredictability and flexibility. And I'm also a, uh, (laughs) I love people leadership. So I have to be honest. Part of my job is people leadership, and I love it. I love watching people grow. I mentor 15 Corteva employees, and I also mentor 5 to 10 individuals outside of Corteva as well. I started up ice cream mentorship socials around the area after a trip to, uh, I don't know if you know, Finley Elementary in Des Moines. I don't. And those those kids were just so passionate and excited about STEM that I had a 7-year-old reach out to me through her mom saying, 
hey, would you continue conversations with my daughter? And I said, absolutely. Let's talk about plants, life cycle, agriculture, how to get involved. You know, she wanted to be a farmer. And I was like, what? That's amazing. Let me (laughs) tell you the ways, you know. And we met at Culver's and we had ice cream and we talked about agriculture and how I got into it. And, you know, how to break stereotypes, because let's face it, Margie, um, we know agriculture in many industries, we are getting better. But from a female diversity perspective, there's a lot of areas that we can grow and still engage and empower females around us and support them along the way. And so, yeah, my job in a nutshell is really about the connecting global pieces to make sure that we're developing tools not only for North America, but for farmers across the globe mm-hmm. and for scientists across the globe. And just keeping that in the mindset that we may have resources here in Des Moines that, yeah, we're not going to have in Africa or we may not have that specific company in Italy. And so it's been fun. But how I got here, Margie, this might be important too for listeners, is uh, my family and I, we have had six company relocations Whoa. in nine years. <laughs> You and Aaron, Aaron's and, been uh, th- their family uh, <laughs> with a different company, different company in ag has been yeah. on that, that route. So that's a lot. So, I mean, so what I can tell viewers is, and listeners is that, you know, those six relocations is because I was not afraid to take a chance. Mm-hmm. I was not afraid to uproot and do a lot of the moves and changes and explore the world. So we lived across North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota. And then we got moved to Budapest, Hungary, where I led research and commercial across Europe in France, Switzerland, Germany, and Hungary. Um, Super experience. And then we came back to Algona, Iowa. Not going to lie, after Europe, I was like, where's Algona, (laughs) Iowa? (laughs) Every place has its benefits, though, I'm sure you found. (laughs) Oh, it's an amazing town. We loved it. And the farmer connection is so strong. Absolutely, positively one of our top places that we lived. And I'm not just saying that. And um, then we moved to, you know, the Grimes Des Moines area. And it's just awesome. And it's been a fun journey where I started out primarily as a scientist. And the reason why I want to share this story is that I am a scientist. Yes, I have the degrees. I love diving into science. I have patents, Margie. I have hybrids um, that are being sold mm-hmm. in the North Dakota region. And that's, that's truly empowering and that's exciting. But one thing in my career that I recognized early on is that my passion for people leadership was stronger. And I, 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 told, my, I told my supervisor at the time, they're like, well, Megan, you're a scientist. This is the route that you need to go. And I said, yes, but I can mentor scientists and I can help them break barriers and help them challenge the status quo. This is where I need to fit in. And I uh, just really pushed the people leadership. So I was actually called the black sheep of plant breeders for a long time because I love the people networking, scientists, mentoring activities. And I was okay with being different because by being different, I was able to satisfy my job needs by being a strong leader for scientists worldwide. And I really kept that people leadership component. So I started out as scientist. And then in 2013, I moved to people leadership slash global leader and just really started my different track than maybe I thought I'd go on back in growing up in North Dakota. But I still impact the farmers and I still impact agriculture just at a different level. And by impacting the people that serve our farmers. And it's just, it's truly rewarding experience for me. And I think, you know, it's so telling. I mean, we hear this, this story a lot in, in different realms and different people and different parts of the country and different uh, things that they do. But 
it's a windy path, right? Like where, where you think you're going to go isn't always where you, uh, land, but, uh, Cheers to you for following your passion and listening to that inner voice and, and trusting your gut and going with it because there's a lot of trust, right? To to yeah. move around the world and to to step outside of your comfort zone and into something new and different. And um, I think that that is where like the best parts of life happen. Um, and Absolutely. So so that's yeah. that's very cool. I couldn't do it though without my husband, Margie, let's not be, (laughs) you know, my husband, he worked full time. So it all depends on what your lifestyle is and what your family structure is. But my husband worked at UPS in North Dakota, 80 hours a week, HR, really busy job. And, um, I found out that we were having our first child and I also was trying to launch my career as a female (laughs) in an agriculture industry, um, coming out of school. It was tough. And he recognized that right away. And he stopped his job at UPS and became a full-time stay-at-home dad for our kids. And he still is till today. And now he's finally entering the job market again. But without him making that sacrifice, we wouldn't have been able to do the move. So I always tell him he's my relocation manager, my financial manager. He keeps Megan in check. It takes (laughs) Um, all hands on deck, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We have the same situation here where, uh, you know, without (laughs) without my husband, farm her would not be farm her. Right. And uh, it's not the piece that most people see. It's not the piece that gets all the glory in, in front of the camera, but it's the piece that without that, like that, it just wouldn't, we, we wouldn't have the opportunity to, to share these stories in the way that we do. So gosh, I love it that, that, uh, you know, having a good support system makes a world of difference. Hear me, ladies, a 100%. good support system makes a world of difference, right? And it may not always be mm-hmm. a husband or a significant other, but you got to have someone in your corner. uh, Yep. And you have to find those mentors that are going to maybe push you out of your comfort zone, not just keep you at status quo, but push you to want to achieve more. And mentors for me have been so pivotal throughout my career. And I don't have the same mentors that I had 10 years ago in industry. They change continually and that's okay to get different perspectives and ideas. So totally support Margie. I agree. Yep. All the way. Okay. So, uh, one more piece of the discussion that I wanted to have. So, um, you know, and talking about this newer technology that you guys explore with your team at Corteva, um, I know the, I'm going to say UAV, unmanned aerial vehicle, or what the rest of us <laughs> yeah. know it as is a drone, um, is yeah. is a piece of your everyday. It's, it's part of your guys' focus. Can you tell me a little bit more about how drones are coming into play for companies like Corteva in this industry? Yeah. Yeah, it's an exciting space for drone technology and also for farmers, Margie. You think about it, you know, those farmers that plant acres and acres of fields and you don't quite know what's going on in the middle of that field or you can't see that weed patch or you can't see that drown out patch or there's something physiologically going on differently in the field. Drones can be your eyes above the ground. Mm -hmm. And that's the exciting piece about it is going above the canopy, taking imagery and telling a better story of what's going on in your field. So I'm really big on storyboards and a drone helps bring in the quantitative and qualitative data all into one place where now it's not just he said, she said, oh, I got to put down that application or I got to look at that section in the field. Now it's taking it a step further saying, no, let me pull up that imagery and let's get a couple eyes on this and let's discuss what some solutions could be. 
So I view drones as an integrated solution platform. Eyes are always important. We're never going to take farmers out of the field. We're never going to take our scientists out of the field because having the hand on the crop and boots on the ground, in my opinion, I should say, is always going to be so critical. It's just that how they're going to be on the ground is going to be different. So instead of walking miles and acres, now they can just utilize technology and digital platforms and get a live feed of what's going on. And let me see the story of what's happening across my field so I can best manage them and best take care of them. Yeah. From a Cortana standpoint, you know, taking that a step further, you know, whether, you know, farmers is more acre basis, whereas what our team will look at is maybe more plot basis, smaller scale targeted areas for integration. And that's exciting. You know, whether just saying, oh, you see some browning there, but let's dive into that deeper. What are we actually seeing? You know, what kind of weeds are we actually seeing? You know, what disease are we looking at? And just telling the story a little bit further. So for farmers, it's a nice, um, you know, children's book level. And at Corteva, I look at it as a chapter book. You know, let's dive into, yes, this is what we see. But let's take it a step further and see if we can develop tools that will enable our farmers to make even more precise decisions as they enter every season um, of the agriculture arena. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that strikes me about drones is there's like a million different applicability uses, right? Like I've, I've read so many yeah. stories. I've seen farmers using it, uh, you know, from our perspective, like we've used one on the TV side for years. Um And like it, it allows you to visually look at something so differently than what you see on the ground. And, and it's, there's, there's nothing more clear to me than, than being able to see it from a storytelling perspective. Um, but here's a question for you. Have you ever crashed a drone? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to be honest, right? So not me personally, but I have seen crashes happen. Unfortunately, it just, it, it comes with technology, right? And most of it's not operator error. You know, it could just be falling out of the sky. And that's something that our team has to take to heart is that things do happen, that we're still humans operating these robotic systems. And even if we weren't humans operating, there's still that level of air of safety that you really have to zone in on. And so that's why we really have a sound compliance and regulatory team that will look at that to ensure that our employees are safe. And also the farmers are safe around our employees who are operating um, these units. And so definitely I haven't, but no, yes, it is scary when, especially when it just stops for no reason and just falls down Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. you're like, what's going on? Um, but no, uh, Corteva does an amazing job on the safety and compliance piece of it, just to ensure that we usually go above and beyond what some of the company and the external vendor regulations are because our employee safety is number one. Our human element safety is number one. Yep. And we want our employees to go home safe to their families every single day. Of course. So yes, it is scary, but there are measures in place for that. Well, I only say this from um, an experienced perspective in in, the, in that area, <laughs> because that's the thing, like, uh, you know, what goes up will come down and, and how you, it, it, it <laughs> yeah. is um, a piece of technology and we are humans and there's so many things. It, it's just crazy to me the amount of technology in a drone, right? Like that, that, mm-hmm. like the, the takeoff, the flying, all the things that it can do while it's in the air, the landing, like it just, it's insane to me, all of the technology packed into, um, you know, such a little efficient device. So, or depending on the size of it could be a little efficient device. So yes, uh, yeah. I, I love the yeah. drone conversation or the UAV for anybody who uh, really knows what they're exactly. talking about. And taking it to the next level, right? So you hear a lot about drone application as well. 
um, spraying systems. And from an environmental standpoint, that is really, really exciting to see to limit the impact in the environment by targeting, you know, how much we should be spraying at a given location yeah. and what we should be putting down. And in the long run, I'm so excited to see where the digital arena is going to go just in five short years. And I say that because I think um, agriculture is going to be continuously transformed. And I always try to keep that connectivity point, you know, with my farmer connects. Um, farmers out there working, whether in North Dakota or South Dakota or Iowa or wherever I met them along the journey, I did a ton of farmer interaction earlier on in my career. And I kept those relationships alive because I want their feedback. Yeah. And I have some farmers that maybe don't even have a cell phone or email when I met them eight years ago. So now they're calling me up. Megan, what's this thing? I got this <laughs> iPad thing and I think it controls this drone thing. You know, how can you help me? And that's part of our job too, right? Is helping the culture and the communities embrace new technology and embrace a new way of thinking about agriculture. And that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And it all boils down to a better food system in the end, you know, when, when you can talk about how, how we can use this technology to leverage all of the other things that we're doing and, uh, to, to really pinpoint these things. So I love that conversation. Okay. Um, uh, you happened to mention to me at the, uh, earlier before we were actually on the call that you have a pretty yeah. new, uh, badge, right? Like you, you have yeah, a, a, yeah. a new badge to put on your, uh, let's see, uh, what are they called? A sash, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Sash. Uh, yeah. yeah. So tell me a little <laughs> yeah, bit about the Girl Scouts honor. Yeah, so I'm going to kick it off with the Ifsen Ambassador to show you how Girl Scouts came about. Okay. So I am an AAAS. It's the American Advancement of Science Society of Ifsen Ambassador. And the cool thing about that is, as I'm one of 120 women that was selected worldwide to be female STEM professionals, role models for a variety of industries to really start inspiring the future generations and tell our stories. And it's just been a truly, truly fun ride. And it kicked off in October of 2019 with a full photo shoot and interviews and Nickelodeon questions asking me to make my famous animal sound to really connect with um, kiddos of all ages. And that was super fun. But the cool thing with this initiative is that pretty soon we're going to leash out life-size 3D printed statue exhibit mm -hmm. of more than 120 ambassadors. And that's going to be free to the public in Dallas, Texas area. And I actually saw a picture. I might just, I'll send it to you, Margie, afterwards. I saw my life-size statue. One of my coworkers went to Indiana and took a picture by me and said, oh my gosh, this is Megan, you know, and I'm all, I'm all orange. So my first reaction was, I look like a Oompa Loompa. Oompa Loompa. But that's okay. That's, that's good. No, it's truly an honor. So we have our life-size statues where people traveling the exhibit can use their phones and scan a barcode and learn all about Megan Lewis Very and cool. how to follow me and how to connect with me. So it's a really cool initiative. So through that, we do a lot of um, different ideas to break stereotypes down. And, and you totally get this, Margie, because mm -hmm. you're one of the frontiers and leaders in this space. But just to showcase that, you know, watching CSI, a woman could be a scientist that's leading the DNA extraction or, you know, how can we really empower and be a voice for women worldwide. Right. And so that's what If Then She Can does. Well, the cool thing about that is the most recent one that I got yesterday saying that the Girl Scouts of the USA, um, they decided to select 55 of us, and I'm one of the 55 now that's going to be in the inclusion for the new STEM Career Exploration Badge. I love it. And 
I'm super excited. That's not just in Iowa. That's across the United States. So now my story, and I'll be mentoring and connecting with Girl Scouts around the United States. And that, to me, is super exciting because it just increases my network and my engagement and my collaboration. And then I still can have an impact on people's lives across the globe. And so I'm really, really excited to get the Girl Scout STEM exploration badge going up as well. Yeah. Well, congratulations. That is awesome. I can't wait to hear more and see more about it. Um, And I think that you are a real story for everyone to listen to when you wonder if you can make an impact. Be like Megan, put yourself out there, (laughs) put yourself out there again, you know, Come at it from a place of positivity and openness and, uh, you know, friendliness and, uh, you know, just a really like uplifting place and really cool things can happen. You will change the lives of other people, not just one person, not just two people, but, but hundreds of people. So that's, that's my thing is be like Megan, be like some version of Megan, uh, everybody, because we do have (laughs) the ability to share our stories and really, really great things will happen when you put your story out there, no matter what your story is, we all, we all have them, right? Like whether you're a scientist, whether you're a farmer, whether you're a, a creative, whatever it is that you are. Um, and so I think, I think that's cool. Okay. So Megan, I agree. I agree really quick. And so you just hit something that's really home to me is that my girls leave every day for school. Well, they used to before the (laughs) pandemic, but every day before they left for school, I would make an effort to take a break of my day, go say goodbye to them, wish them good luck. But this is what I said to them. I always tell my girls, I have two young daughters and I said, be awesome, be great, be kind. And then I said, be you. Because if anything, I want to role model to my kids that it's okay to live in your own skin. It's okay to be you. And yes, it's okay to be a female and have your passion for science or creativity. My oldest wants to be an entomologist and study bugs. And she lives that bad. She's out hunting insects as we speak, even though it's kind of rainy outside. And my, my youngest, you know, she wanted to be a doctor, dancer. She's more of a free spirited. And I embrace that because by being yourself, and embracing life because it's such a short time that we get here and time is so precious that we need to take advantage of our time here and we need to be the best versions of ourselves. And so Margie, I just want to say be you because you are inspiring you and Aaron and everybody that you guys inspire me constantly and daily. And that's what it's going to take is let's build this network to empower women worldwide, empower agriculture frontiers worldwide that yes, we can transform the way that we do things. And yes, we can challenge the status quo. I love it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm typing your quote because I can go back and listen to it. (laughs) I'm like, yes, this, all of this, (laughs) this is great. Well, Megan, thank you for taking time out of what I know is a very busy schedule and for sharing your story and your passion and your inspiration. It just seeps out. I know everyone's going to love this. So thank you so much for sharing this here on Farm Her Talks. Thank you so much. And for everybody listening, look me up on LinkedIn, Instagram, go see my statue, take a selfie. I want to see a selfie of Dr. Megan Lewis statue. That would be amazing. I want to see Margie by Dr. Megan Lewis Uh, statue. That'd be, that would be a dream, Margie. When is it going to move from Indiana to Dallas? (laughs) Yeah. So that's still in the process. It was supposed to open up in May 1st, but because of everything that went on, um, the launch date will be Stay tuned and I will keep you posted. We can do a road trip. We just, we just bought a camper, Margie. We're ready to go. Yeah. You know what? That 
So like, that's part of, we, we've had one for a year, but we like, that's our new, like, okay, kids, we're going to hit the road. We're going to go in the camper and we're going to go visit farms. Like that's what we do. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool. Uh, good, good stuff. Okay. Well, Megan, thank you so much. And, um, we'll be sure to put your information in our show notes so people can connect with you. And, uh, I can't wait to see what you do next. Awesome. Thank you, Margie. You guys have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Megan. She is a powerhouse. And I think the things that we can all take away from that are put yourself out there a little bit, join a group, be part of an organization, step your foot forward uh, to be a leadership in that organization. Maybe consider being a mentor for a young woman, because no matter who you are, no matter what you do, you have a story to tell. You do have a story to tell. I know that you do. And so Megan is the perfect example of how we can put ourselves out there and push ourselves and really make a difference. Each and every one of us has that ability for sure. So to wrap that up, be awesome, be great, be kind, be you. So have you been wanting to dig into your inner farm her? Check us out on YouTube for exclusive farm her stories and our newest on the road adventures. So as I mentioned, we are hitting the road with our kids in tow and we are visiting farms. We're learning a little bit about agriculture things, but this is really like the travel journey that happens on the backside of farm her and you don't want to miss it. It is a little bit of crazy, a little bit of fun right there in our on the road on YouTube. Check it out and subscribe today at youtube.com slash farmher. Also, we have a new website at farmher.com, which brings you greater entertainment, better inspiration, and a way to really connect for the farmher and all of us. So you're going to really enjoy these stories so much better because you can not only read the words on the blog, you can see the pictures that are associated with it. You can experience this woman's story maybe through a, a video that's engaged right there as well. So definitely check that out on farmher.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for our mailing list to stay in the know. So join us soon for another thoughtful conversation right here on Farmher Talks. She can. From singing opera to embracing technology and diving into drones, you have to meet Dr. Megan Lewis, a STEM-loving farm her. Join in the discussion about how she is helping implement new technologies across the globe. We'll also dive into her why, as she is so passionate about introducing STEM to young girls, and learn how she's getting that done, right here on Farm Her Talks. Saturdays at noon and Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern on Roll Radio 147 and the SiriusXM app.